Welcome to St. Mark's Daily Devotions for Monday, July 20th. With me, Jan Rood, and with music by Darren Kerbs. As we begin this second week of reflections on the book of Psalms, we remember it as a collection of 150 prayers, hymns, and meditations of Israel that walk the reader through joyful songs of praise and thanksgiving, as well as sad songs of lamentation and distress. These prayers and songs bear witness to God's gracious acts on behalf of God's people. So wherever you are as you listen, we invite you to let your heart be joined to ours as we remember the promises of God that span the generations. The psalm for this Monday of our third week is one that I think has an affinity with many, many people around the world who would hear it and relate to it. I'm thinking even of all of the people here in the Pacific Northwest who consider themselves to be spiritual but not religious, especially as the psalm begins there is a place where we find an affinity with one another. All of us diverse people who think about God as present in creation around us. And then there is a place in the psalm where it becomes very personal, very intimate. And that's where we go deeper into the spiritual tradition of Israel and of Christianity and of religions that do in fact understand and see the relationship that God has initiated and that God sustains with human beings. And so we hear now this psalm which moves us through that, that walk of faith into a deeper place with God. Psalm 8. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You whose glory is chanted above the heavens, out of the mouths of infants and children, you have set up a fortress against your enemies to silence the foe and avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you have set in their courses, what are mere mortals that you should be mindful of them, human beings that you should care for them? Yet you have set them little less than divine. With glory and honor you crown them. You have made them rule over the works of your hands. You have put all things under their feet, all flocks and cattle, even the wild beasts of the field, the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, and whatever passes along the paths of the sea. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. I'm reflecting on this psalm at the beginning of a very beautiful day here in Washington State. You can see why people have come and fallen in love with this place that even those who aren't religious still call God's country. 
It comes from, I think, just a deep and powerful experience that people have when they come here and are in the presence of these mountains and waters and trees. And there's this deep sense that is, it is infused with the sacred. And if you were to take a walk this morning or to be out in creation in any way, or even looking out your window and seeing the sun pouring in or to see the trees, to see the creation that is around you, there is this, I think, deep place within us that resonates with that as the sacred. And it's something that has caused a lot of deep uh, significance, I think, for so many people here in this part of the world. There are at least 70% of people who live in Washington State who say that they are spiritual. And I, I honor that, and I think that that's a, a very a genuine reflection of what people are experiencing. And in many, many ways, it comes from their sense of connectedness to creation. As the psalm begins, it's just that awareness of what is around us, the moon, the stars, the heavens, the work of God's hands, the psalmist says. It's a something that goes even deep into the native spirituality of this region. Long before immigrants came from Europe and other places bringing their own spiritual traditions, the Salish people and all of those who inhabited this area had such a deep appreciation of the sacred within creation. For many today, that's the way that they find renewal is to just be outside and to and to even think about God as relating to us in all in that way. And we have that in common, all of us who are a part of different religious traditions, that starting place of recognizing and being in awe of God as a part of creation revealed to us in that way and sustaining the earth in ways that go so far beyond what we could ever understand. But the psalm continues on beyond that appreciation for God in creation. And that's where we find perhaps the most intimate and, and for many of us, the, the place where this psalm becomes a deeper expression of not only who God is, but who we are. The psalmist says, then in great humility, what are mere mortals that you should be mindful of them, O God, human beings, that you should care for them. That kind of humility is what is the beginning, I think, of authentic faith relationships with God. That we see our, that we are not God, but that somehow we recognize God sees us and that we bear God within us. So the psalmist says, you have made us as human beings a little less than divine. With glory and honor, you have crowned us. The psalm is deeply rooted in humility. But within our human family, so often we let other things come forth and replace that humility with human pride and human arrogance. And this is where there is, I think, such uh, deep and regrettably violent sometimes even side of our way of hearing this psalm. 
And that happens when any one group within the human family hears it simply and uniquely for themselves and not for others. By that, I mean when any group of people understands this to be their story over against others, that we as a people have been raised up to that place close to God, that place above other members of the human family. In my own story, of course, I identify with the way in which white-skinned people have in many ways understood a psalm like this to be one that was uniquely about them or us, raising us up close to God, but not seeing that same act of God on behalf of all people, all humanity. White supremacy is one of the, I think, most sinful expressions of this. But it's not new to us. It has been a part of the human story, but it is for many our story that we need to remember and also understand and be willing to transform by the power of God. Because here, the psalmist is speaking in the same way that those people who gave us the creation stories in Genesis are talking about God. This is a psalm about all humanity being lifted up by God and being brought to this place of, of closeness to the divine. Just like the stories where human beings come out of the, the moist earth as Adam or Adam, meaning all humanity. Here the psalmist, I'm sure, is, is remembering God in that same way in us, that we human beings, mortals, together are lifted up, raised up to this place where the psalmist says, just a little less than divine with glory and honor. What a beautiful way of thinking about who we are as a human family. There's another way too that this psalm can move from humility toward arrogance and it comes out of that next place where the psalmist says, you have made them rule over the works of your hands and have put all things under their feet. All flocks and cattle, even the wild beasts of the field, the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, and whatever passes along the paths of the sea. The way that part of the psalm, I think, has been twisted is the same way that the, a, a key phrase in the creation story gets turned when it becomes manipulated by, by human pride and arrogance. In the creation story, we learn that God has given human beings dominion over all of these creatures and over this, this beautiful sacred earth that God has created. And so often human beings have heard that and have thought of dominion as domination, that somehow God has given us this freedom to dominate things in a way that is only to our benefit, that that's what it means to have dominion is to do whatever we want with creation or to think of ourselves as so elevated above all of the other creatures that we can, we can do things that are to our benefit and sometimes even to the extinction 
of, of other sacred creatures within God's great, great family of creation. But here again in the psalm, there is a completely different understanding of dominion. Dominion in the, in the, the story of the Jews and in this scripture that is given to us means caretaking. It means responsibility for the well-being of another creature or another part of creation. So when the psalmist says, you have given us this rule over the works of your hands, putting things under our feet, it's the same kind of dominion that God envisioned for any leaders within the community of God's people, that there is this deep responsibility to extend the care, the love, the well-being, the justice, the mercy, the compassion of God to not only other human beings, but to all creatures and to the moon and the stars and the sea and the trees and the land around us. That those are not just expressions of God for us, but they are a part of who we are. And that we, as human beings, given the gifts that God has given to us, have a unique place within that and power within that to be used for the sake of the well-being of all creation. As we begin this new week, let that be what comes deep into us. First, as this sense of awe that God would know us, that God would love us, that God would lift us up in this beautiful way. And that also that God would entrust us with this care, this dominion of all that God has created. And let that be what shapes our relationships with other human beings this week and with the moon and the stars and the sea and the land and the trees and all that God has called into being in deep love and grace. Amen. Let us pray. O oh God, you have called your servants to ventures of which we cannot see the ending, by paths as yet untrodden, through perils unknown. Give us faith to go out with good courage, not knowing where we go, but only that your hand is leading us and your love supporting us. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And now receive this blessing based on Psalm 67. May God be merciful to us and bless us. May the light of God's face shine upon us. And may all the ends of the earth stand in of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing to you pleasing to you may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart 
Blessing in your eyes. 